Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from basketball to football to soccer and esports. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. For this episode, I wanted to recap the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, preview the NFC and AFC championship games, uh, discuss, discuss Dallas's next move, Patrick Mahomes' injury, and then uh, get into some NBA news. Lakers make a trade. Uh, Warriors game recap. I went to the game on Sunday against the Brooklyn Nets. And then I uh, want to discuss the Shan Sharp situation with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, there was some coaching firings. And then, uh, let's see. I wanted to do some um, Oscar nomination discussion here as well. Um, a lot of them I'm not really familiar with, honestly. Um, it's been hard to even know what's coming out as far as movie-wise. But we'll talk about that. And then also, uh, I want to talk about a show on Hulu I've been watching. Uh, it's called Fleischman is in Trouble. And uh, yeah, that is what the episode will be. So let's start with the divisional round in the NFL playoffs. Uh, we had a lot of games that, or most of the games weren't really that good. Um, we had, I guess let's start with this, that first Saturday. The Saturday games were um, between the Giants and the Eagles. I thought the Giants would give a better performance would give a better performance than they did against Philadelphia. Uh, the Eagles won 38 to seven. There was no offensive rhythm at all for the giants. Um, they had that one offensive touchdown, but couldn't get any stops. And Philly's defense is really good. Um, they actually ranked the ranked second in the NFL this year in yards allowed. And that defensive line is really good. Um, but for the Giants, I'm not really sure as far as, uh, you know, contract-wise, where do you go with with Daniel Jones? Do you offer him a five-year max? Um, you know, do you give him a shorter-term deal or do you move on? I think you probably give him a five-year deal, maybe not, you know, like a, a $200 million guaranteed contract. Maybe someone between, you know, like, superstar money and you know backup money obviously it's a big range but it's not like whoever's next up always has to make the most money possible there could be some people in the middle that don't make as much which would be fine um but it seems like he's not 100 percent sold on coming back uh to the new york giants he said oh we'll cross that bridge when we get there whatever uh, Saquon Barkley wants to come back. You know, he reportedly wants a Chris McCaffrey-like deal at $16 million a year. Giants offered $12 million a year, so some separation on that. 
Um, he did come back. You know, he did have bounce back year. He had a great year. I think he finished top three in rushing. Um, he was healthy this year. Um, I mean, the Giants have, they weren't supposed to make the playoffs, but Brian Dable really changed the culture there. Got in the playoffs. Um, they had, they didn't have a good showing in the divisional round, but I mean, the, the, the win against the Vikings was an upset because the Vikings, they were technically favored to win. They were favored by, was it two points? Um, I picked the Vi- the Giants to win that, but Vikings were the, the three seed in the NFC and, you know, had been good all year. Um, and then moving on to the other Saturday game, which was Jacksonville at Kansas City. Kansas City, they were favored, what was it? I think it was about eight or something. But um, I picked Kansas City to win this game. Um, I It was just weird in the beginning. I'll say because Kansas City, the opening drive, touchdown. Uh, Jacksonville comes back, Trevor Lawrence, touchdown. But then the next drive for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, uh, they roll on his ankle. It looked like he had a high ankle sprain. And I'm watching watching this at work on on my phone. And um, he's, he's obviously hobbled, injured, can't really put weight on his ankle at all. And he's just kind of running around, uh, trying to make a play, hobbling, very obviously injured. They're still not pulling him out of the game. He he's out of the game, then they put him back in, and he's still just trying to run on this leg when he's obviously injured. And I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, well, this is the first quarter, the first two drives of the game. I don't think. I mean, if you put Chad Henney in, who's the backup for him, I don't, I don't know if they win this game. Um, Eventually, after that, they decide, oh, maybe our star quarterback is injured, and maybe we should take him out. So they put in Chad Henney. Chad Henney goes down to uh, goes down the field, scores a uh, a touchdown, uh, a touchdown drive right there, right away. Everyone start in the crowd starts cheering his name, and then um, so they take Patrick Mahomes to the locker room. Comes back, ends up finishing the game. Comes back in the game, finishes the game. They win twenty seven to twenty. Um, and now his status is he he plans on playing next week. Hopefully he's a little bit more healthy. But it looks like a high ankle sprain because he was he was getting tackled from behind and they kind of rolled on the ankle and it just it was like a it was ugly looking. Uh, Could have been a lot more wor- a lot worse. But I mean I'm, I'm surprised he was still able to run around back there uh, for Jacksonville. Great season for them. Um, great comeback win against the Chargers. And, I mean, they're right there in this game with the Chiefs. You know, if uh, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't come back, they'd definitely win this game, probably. But uh, a lot to improve upon for Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson and the team there. Uh, I mean, everyone forgets last year they had Urban Meyer as their head coach and... Uh, Trevor Lawrence is having to answer questions about why, you know, unknown women are grinding on their married head coach at a bar that he owns. Just weird stuff like that. So this is truly, I feel, uh, Trevor Lawrence's rookie year and, um, you know, made it to the division round and lost to the Chiefs who can potentially win the Super Bowl. Um, For Sunday games, we had the Bengals and the Bills. They were playing in Buffalo. The snow was coming down the entire game. Um, it was like it was a nice uh, 
Nice snowy football game. The Bengals pulled away 27-10. Joe Burrow was just phenomenal. Uh, two touchdown passes. Joe Mixon, they got the running game going. Joe Mixon had over 100 yards uh, rushing. So they had multi-purpose um, yards as far as you know rushing and passing. They, they had a well-balanced offense, right? But for the, the Bills, you know, Josh Allen was like okay. He wasn't great. Um, but their running game was non existent, and that was the problem. You know, they threw the ball 42 times. You know, he only he had one interception, then no touchdowns except the um, the the rushing touchdown by Josh Allen and then the field goal. But I mean, he had he had the most rush attempts, he had eight rush attempts. The next one was Devin Singletary with six, and then Cook had James Cook had five, and that that was their their running game. Like, why don't you give Singletary at least 15 carries? Try to get, try to get Zach Moss. Like, whatever happens, to Zach Moss. You know, get get some other guys some touches. Try to, you know, establish the run game, especially because it's snowy, and you know Josh Allen has issues with accuracy. Sometimes he throws, uh, you know, interceptions at bad times. So he just had one, um, and then Stephon Diggs was seen confronting josh allen during the game or like towards the end of the game he storms off he goes on this whole twitter rant about oh i'm not never gonna accept losing and all this and it's the same thing every year and it's true it is the same thing every year there's something with this bills team they're so dominant early on like i mean this was everyone's pick in the beginning of the year i even picked them to win the super bowl this year and then i changed my pick halfway because I thought the 49ers were were playing a lot better and, you know, the emergence of Brock Purdy and all that stuff. But everyone's surefire pick was Buffalo. They're like, oh, Buffalo for sure. You know, the way that the game ended with Kansas City and all this, now they changed the overtime rules because the complaints from Josh Allen and the Bills. Like, like if you go to overtime now, the other team gets a second opportunity. Those are the overtime rules because, you know, they were crying about, oh, we should get an opportunity. It's like, no, it's it's overtime for a reason like it's supposed to be like not really that fair it's supposed to put pressure on one side of the ball which is a defense so like win in regulation that's the point like we're supposed to it's supposed to shorten the game not extend it as much like for player safety and all that stuff but so everyone this year picked the bills as a surefire pick for the super bowl and they also picked josh allen for the mvp but something about this team they don't finish the season well at all and there's sometimes they don't finish games late. Their offensive gets like a little stagnant, even though they have a lot of weapons offensively. Seems like they need another running back. Like, you know, they try to trade for Christian McCaffrey. I think they need someone like that. Someone that's dynamic. Like if they had a Saquon Barkley, somebody like that, you know, he's up for contract. Maybe the him and the, the Giants don't come to an agreement, but they need a running back that, can catch out of the backfield consistently and consistently get you some good yardage because you can't have you can't be in a big playoff game and have your leading rusher be your quarterback with just eight attempts and then everyone else has six and five. Like that's just unacceptable. The Bengals finally figured something out though. You know, early on they were kind of struggling. They were relying a lot more on Joe Burrow. Um, but now they have more balanced attack and Burrow is he's just amazing. You know, he has as many playoff wins in Cincinnati Bengal history as any other 
quarterback in that organization. He's tied with five, I think, which is the the same amount combined with all the other quarterbacks in uh, Cincinnati history. And um, they might go back to the Super Bowl because you have Patrick Mahomes who's hobbled, right? And then you have uh, you have Joe Burrow. They're fully healthy. I don't know how Mahomes is going to play next year, but Cincinnati has already beat them, right? And I just think... You know, Cincinnati going last year, they seem like they got, they're hungrier than they were last year. You know, usually there's like a Super Bowl appearance hangover and there's also the Super Bowl hangover. We saw what happened in the Rams with the actual Super Bowl hangover. Early on, I think it took Cincinnati some time to adjust. You know, they, I think they started off two and four, but once, and then Jamar Chase got injured. And then, you know, when he was out for a while, it took him a while to, kind of reestablish the offense but man Joe Burrow has never been better um he's so good early in his career it's amazing he's completely changed that that franchise and the and the culture there um I I've I've wavered so much on my on my pick for the AFC champion um I was with the Bills first and then I I said I think I said the Chiefs after and then that thing went back to I don't know I was like back and forth but now we have the the Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals in Kansas City. And I think for this one, it's one and a half. The line is one and a half favoring Cincinnati. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Cincinnati for this game solely because of the injury to Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's fully healthy, and it's just going to be... I don't know if he's going to be able to run around or move as much. If he's able to move and do all that stuff, I'll take Cincinnati at home. But for right now, or not Cincinnati, Kansas City at home. But for right now, if there's still that injury risk with Patrick Mahomes, um, I'm taking Cincinnati one and a half at at Kansas City there. So um, that's the Sunday game at 330 and so we have the recap for Dallas and the 49ers. This game, this was a great game. A uh, lot of defense here. 49ers pulled away 19-12. to Brock Purdy looked good. No turnovers. Um, they got a touchdown late in the fourth quarter with uh, with Christian McCaffrey. was a go-ahead touchdown. Um, and it was weird for Dallas. You know, Dak Prescott threw two interceptions. Brock Purdy didn't throw any, but... Um, you know, even though it was a tight game, you know, San Francisco was able to kick the field goals, make some field goals, and, you know, make enough plays to win the game. Uh, you know, Dallas was doing a lot of talking. Oh, we want San Francisco. You know, we didn't want to lose the way we did last year. It was motivation for us all last year. All this talk about it. And then they're in the same situation, but except instead of in Dallas, they're in Santa Clara, and they still have a chance to, like, win the game at the end. And they call a terrible play. They needed to call a Hail Mary, and Dak Prescott throws the ball like 10 yards, 15 yards, and then he the guy gets immediately, like they're trying to get like a hook and ladder ready or something. He immediately gets tackled, and the game's over. And then, he, of course, he answers, and then's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's not the play we wanted. It just didn't develop correctly. Like, what? You're, you're, you're in a crucial point of the game. How do you how does a play not develop correctly and you don't get the play that you actually want? Like that just doesn't make any sense. Uh this team is flawed. They used to have 
I mean, they were they were one of the stronger teams, you know, offensively with all these um, different weapons for for Dak Prescott to throw to. They lose Amari Cooper. Um, you know, they the Washington pick was or, or signing wasn't good. Brought in T. Y. Hilton. You know, whatever's left of him. Um, now they have an issue with Pollard and and Zeke and. Uh, you know, their defense was a little bit better in this game. You know, they were able to kind of slow down San Francisco a bit, but it's Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott hasn't really improved at all. Um, if anything, he's plateaued or gotten worse. Um, you know, I shared this on the podcast a few weeks ago. It's like when Derek Carr was getting benched, I mean, him and Dak Prescott had like the same stats. So it's like, what, what, what are we doing here? And Dak Prescott did miss some time, but um, he makes just terrible decisions in big moments. Um, but now San Francisco moves on, play Philadelphia. Um, this is like a good, like um, sloppy team win because you're not going to be able to score everything offensively. As long as Brock Purdy understands he can't turn the ball over at all. Um, and he just minimizes mistakes. And just, you know, let's just make the right plays. Right. And George Kittle had big, big catch where he's bobbling it and almost dropped. I don't know how he came came down with that catch, uh, but I was watching the game, and then um, I had the Warriors game at five thirty, and then I was watching it. It was like it was three thirty when the game started, so I had to watch like the rest of it on my phone and at at Chase Center. So that was fun, and a lot of people were were yelling and screaming about uh, the Niners while the the Warriors game was going on. But they had it on the TVs, like in the. Um, like where the concessions were, they had on the TVs there, and I had it on my phone. But, uh, but great win. And then next week it's uh, Eagles and and the 49ers in Philadelphia. Eagles open up at two and a half point favorites. Um, I'm taking the Niners. I've already ta- taken the Niners to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, this game is gonna. Both of these games are gonna be amazing. Um, San Francisco and and Philly. They have one and number one number two defenses as far as yards allowed um san francisco has the number one overall defense as far as points allowed yards allowed and like second half uh points scored or points allowed and then cincinnati and and kansas city there those are two great offenses right there um great quarterbacks mvp candidates and you know jalen hurts is also an mvp candidate but um yeah eagles have a great running game defense and you know, so do the 49ers. So that one's going to be a great matchup. Um, I think the line should be closer than the than the Bengals and and Chiefs game because uh, Cincinnati has one and a half, and and the Eagles. I feel like that's going to be a closer game, but um, I'm going to take the 49ers by three. So then we'll have a Super Bowl rematch uh, of what's the Super Bowl was that 1987 when the 49ers beat the. Cincinnati Bengals, but they played twice and they beat them twice, so maybe we'll get a rematch of that. Uh, there was some coaching firings. There was um, Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He got fired. And then also Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator for the Chargers. So that means uh, Staley, head coach of the Chargers, he's safe, which I think he's going to open the season on the hot seat. He might... If you know they don't make the playoffs, he's definitely losing his job. But if they lose again, like they did the playoffs this year, then he's done. Um, I think they missed an opportunity with Sean Payton to bring him in. I think that's what that team needs. 
I think the Cowboys need a Sean Payton to fix the play calling, to fix Dak, to fix all this stuff. You know, he's I think he's the answer for a lot of, of a lot of these teams' problems. Um, Byron Leftwich getting relieved of his duties in Tampa. I think it's more about Tom Brady and that offense struggling. They couldn't get the running game going at all. I mean, just was that the game against um, Dallas? I think Tom Brady threw for about 64, 64 attempts. Like they just kept relying on him late in the season to throw 50 plus times a game, which you can't, I mean, come on, you can't do that with a normal quarterback really, but 45 year old quarterback should not be throwing that much. Um, and then let's see what else, uh, moving on to the NBA, uh, Lakers made a trade for Rui Hachimura. Uh, he was the, the Japanese basketball player who got drafted by the, uh, the Wizards, he's, you know, like a career 13 points per game player. Um, you know, he's never really fulfilled, you know, his potential. I mean, he had a 30-point game the other day, but I think that was just to showcase his ability to the Lakers so that they could trade him. Because before that, he wasn't really playing at all. He was scoring like 8 points, 9 points here. You know, a DNP for a few games there. Um, but, you know, the Lakers need some help. I don't, you know... Anthony Davis is coming back from his like six weeks, his six week injury. I think they're probably stuck with Russell Westbrook. I don't think this team is making the playoffs, but that's one of the trades that has happened. There was some interest in bringing back uh, Kyle Kuzma, but now he's apparently off the table as far as trade talks go. Uh, but what LeBron is doing at age 38 has been amazing. He scored 46 points last night against the Clippers in a loss. Um, he's he scored 50 a couple weeks ago. Like he's been he's been on a tear offensively. He's been really putting the team on his back. But they've still been losing. You know they're still 22 and 26. Obviously gonna, they're going to get some help with the trade, and then Anthony Davis is going to come back and maybe figure it out. But they're right now in the 13th spot. Um, this is like the one trade that has happened so far. So this is why I'm talking about it. I don't think it really moves the needle for the Lakers. Um, it does improve their starting five. It makes them younger, a little bit more athletic. Um, but maybe Rui can, you know, improve with, with better players around him. Uh, but yeah, Lakers are 22 and 26. I uh, wanted to recap my the Warriors and Nets game I went to. KD was injured. He's he was out. He's been out for a few weeks. He's gonna be out for two more weeks. He's gonna be reevaluated for an MCL strain. So it was just um, Kyrie Irving was playing. We had Steph playing, um, Clay, and you know the other guys too. But uh, the Warriors had a 17 point lead. Steph was good, but Steph wasn't like amazing. You know he scored 26 points. Um, the Warriors gave up a 17-point lead and lost by four late in the game. Uh, Kyrie Irving was great. He had 36 points, I think, or 38 points. Um, but we had really good seats. We were, like, right on the on the lower bowl and, like, right at half court so you can see everything. It was like I was watching on TV. That's the kind of angle and the, and the view that we had. So it was really good. Um, really exciting to to finally make it to chase center uh the food was uh, i had a few drinks already so when i got some food i or i think i ordered a bratwurst or something but they put ketchup mustard and i think there was mayo on there too all together they put it on there and i did they didn't even without my consent they didn't even ask me i just like took a bite and it was like 
everything together. I'm like, why is all of us on here at the same time? Uh, so that the food was disappointing, uh, but it's super nice in there. And then they have all these like different bars and restaurants and stuff. I just had I just went to the one food place by me. So I I think there's better food options, but I don't want to miss too much of the game. So I didn't get I didn't have enough um, time and, and patience to go like walk around and explore a little bit. But um, for the Warriors, they're struggling too. You know, they're only like a game ahead of the Lakers. They're 23 and 24. Uh, they're 10 and a half games back. Just a couple, a few days ago, they were like in this fifth spot in the in the Western standings. But now they're 10th because they keep losing. And the West, I think, is still, it's still wide open between, I want to say, like three through eight is pretty wide open because every... Like you have the Kings at three, they're twenty-seven and nineteen, but that's not that far off from where the Warriors are at twenty-three and twenty-four in the tenth spot. Then in between, then you have Pelicans twenty-six and twenty-two, losers of five straight. Clippers at twenty-six and twenty-four, Mavericks twenty-five and twenty-four, Suns and uh, Jazz twenty-five and twenty-four. And then, yeah, Timberwolves. Like, you just have so many teams that are just on the cusp or, like, right there, barely in. Like, as far as the West goes, like, you know, it's impressive what the Kings are doing at at 27-19. They're actually really good from three. Mike Brown has them playing better offensively. Um, They're finally, it's finally working, right? So if they actually make the playoffs this year, that would be amazing and exciting to see. Uh, Denver, I still have Denver winning, uh, winning the West as far as uh, regular season standing goes. Um, they're going to have the best record. Right now, they're 34-14. Everything seems like with their three guys seems good. You know, they're healthy. Uh, Michael Porter, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, you know, he's I just feel like he's always like very close to a season-ending in- injury. Uh, Memphis, 31-16. They're losers of three straight, but they're, they're going to be a good regular season team. My question with them is like, okay, are you going to make it? Are you going to be able to improve, you know, in the playoffs and make those key adjustments when Jaws can't just get to the rim and and dunk on everybody? Um, You know, there was the game against the Lakers where um, Shannon Sharp was there on the sidelines and he told Dylan Brooks that he's too small to guard LeBron and Dylan Brooks started cussing at him and then uh, Shannon Sharp got mad and they started yelling and he made a big scene and they started arguing with John Morant's dad and all this. And it was just a bunch of stuff. Um, and then Dylan Brooks goes on and calls him a blogger or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, come on, Dylan Brooks. Like, this dude is the Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer with the Denver Broncos. This is my problem with, with the Memphis Grizzlies. They they call He's a Hall of Famer and they call him a, a blogger. They act like they've won something before. Like they have this attitude like oh, yeah, we belong here, like, we've done all this and this, like, you guys haven't even made it to the conference championship game in the in the West yet, like, at all, you haven't made it to the conference finals whatsoever, you haven't even been close to it, you've had all these ex- expectations, it's a deep team, they're not the deepest team in the league, but, you know, you have a lot of inter- interchangeable pieces, and I don't know what it is, like, their attitude, like, they act like they've won something, and they're like so stuck on the Warriors, and the Warriors aren't even worried about them because it's like, okay, well, this team that every time you know we have to play them, we we beat them. If it's a, a an important game or a playoff game or something, we beat them. And it's like they're trying so hard to be the Warriors, and then then they just come up short. But they're gonna play on Wednesday night 
I think it is uh, Warriors and Grizzlies, so that'll be exciting. But that's my only thing with the Grizzlies. Like I don't, I I don't trust them in big games, and then they just act like they've already won before. It's like that's why I like Denver's because like they they play really well in big games. Um, Memphis, I'm not worried about Memphis too much in the playoffs. Um, Pelicans. Once Zion gets fully back healthy, Brandon Ingram comes back. Uh, that team could be some a team to watch in the postseason. But my thing is, you know, are they ever going to reach their full potential if Zion isn't isn't like never a hundred percent or is always you know missing some time, right? Because then you have you had a lot of you have a lot of people in and out of that lineup. You know, C. Jim Cullum has been out a little bit. And he's been in and out. Um, so, but they're still right there in the fourth spot. So they're, they're looking pretty good, but then you have Phoenix injured a lot. And then Dallas, I don't think Dallas, their, their way of basketball, you know, the Luka isolation, I just don't think it's going to win championship games or any, any titles anytime soon, unless they get him some help. It, it, it worked for how, for how he is as a player. Cause they're going to produce, you know, exciting stat sheets and exciting games, but I think come playoff time, I don't think you can do that all the way through the finals, as we saw last year, which when he, you know, the the season got cut short by the Warriors in the conference championship game. But for them to make it all the way to the conference championship, playing like that was impressive. But I don't think that's um, that's a winning formula, as we've seen in the NBA for many years now. Um, as far as the East goes, um, you still have Celtics first place, thirty five and fourteen. They're playing really well. Um, they're they're I think they're a lot better than they were last year. Um, you know, you have the addition of uh, Malcolm Brogdon, and then you have um, Robert Williams is finally back. Um, so I think Boston will be out there towards the end in the conference championship game or series. And then number two, you have the Sixers, winners of five straight, thirty and sixteen. They're actually looking like real contenders now. I still I don't I just can't I don't know why I still can't pick them because every time I do. Um, I always look dumb, but they, they always end up losing or blowing a lead. I'm like, Oh, this is the year. This is the year for Philly, but they've been impressive. Joel Embiid's impressive. James Harden playing within his role. Um, they look good. They look good. And I'm, um, I'm impressed with Doc Rivers. Let's see if they can continue this momentum actually into the playoffs. Um, Milwaukee in the third spot, 30 and 17. They finally got Chris Middleton back. He's he only played one game the other day. Um, so now even without him, uh, Giannis and, and the team have, have held on to that third spot, just one game behind Sixers in the second spot and four games behind uh, Boston for that number one spot. But, you know, that's impressive for them to do that without their second best player, right? And I I mean, a lot of people think if he was, if he was healthy during the series against Boston, I feel like the Bucks would have beat Boston. And went on to the to the NBA Finals personally. Um, so yeah, they're they're number three, and then you have the Nets still in the fourth spot, twenty seven and and or twenty nine seventeen, and that's without Kevin Durant. Um, ben Simmons has been okay. He might finally be okay and be able to play basketball now. Kyrie's been great offensively. Um, seems like he's been a better teammate. Uh, hasn't had any issues. He's just been playing basketball, which is all people want. Um, and then uh, the Cavs are the fifth spot. Miami Heat, you know, they're scraping by, getting out of the basement. They're now 27-22 in the sixth spot. 
Um, there's people wanting to trade Kyle Lowry. They should. Uh, he's, you know, he was way past his prime when he went to Miami. Um, but somehow Miami is finding its way in the top stand in the top six standings in the East. And then you have the Knicks 26 and 23 and the Hawks are 24 and 24. I don't really know what to do with the Hawks. Like what are the Hawks doing? Are they trying to, I think they're trying to contend because they have two star players there. But now, you know, I don't know what the deal is with John Collins. They've been trying to trade, trade John Collins. Like there's been drama with John Collins and, and Trey young. Um, but they still have John Collins. They haven't traded him at all yet. And the thing with Trey Young, like he's he's you know taking his own private jet back home when they lose games. He's kind of isolating himself from from teammates. I don't think he wants to be in Atlanta anymore, or he wants uh, McMillan fired. You know, it's one of the two or both. Um, I don't know what 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 they do with that. You know, they traded for Dejounte Murray. Um, you know, Murray's been good, but. There's there's some team chemistry issues there. Like they were onto something when they went to the conference finals, and now like they don't have that. Um, I'm starting to think that they should blow it up, but like they're in they're in the eighth spot, right? And you know they were one of the deeper teams a couple of years ago, and I had a lot of aspirations for them, but um, it just has not worked out at all. Uh, moving on here, so there's the Oscar nominations were just released. Uh, wanted to go through those. A lot of these, you know, I've I've heard of some of them, but some of them are just I, I didn't even know that they were out. Um, so we'll start with uh, the nominees for Best Picture. Top Gun Maverick was nominated. A Tom Cruise movie. Just I don't know. I just I didn't go watch it. I just was not interested. Um, it was fifteen years too late to make this movie. Personally, uh, Women Talking with Frances McDormand. I I didn't even I haven't even heard of this movie. I didn't know this movie existed. Um but I love Francis McDormand. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um this one led all nomin nominees with eleven nominations. Um this one was one of the best movies of the year. I did not see it though, but um I've heard great things. Uh The Banshees of In Inshirin. This is the one with um Colin Farrell. And uh, this is the Ireland movie. It's a comedy. Uh, 97% Rotten Tomatoes. I've been wanting to go see it. I have not made it out of the theater to go see it. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. Uh, the Fablemans, the Steven Spiel Spielberg movie. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar. I saw that one. Um, I fell asleep, though. I, I, don't, I can't do the Avatar movie. They're too long. I don't know who's like a, who's a water person. I don't, I have no idea, and then like when the, there's a transformation, who's the bad guy? I don't I don't know. I'm completely lost in these Avatar movies. Every time I go, I try to see it. I'm like, okay, everyone likes Avatar. Let me try this out, and I have I have no idea. I'm just completely lost. Um, so yeah, I guess that that was nominated for best picture. Uh, Elvis, I didn't even realize they made an Elvis movie. Um, and then Tar, and yeah, so I've seen. One movie in this one, and I fell asleep halfway through, uh, and I know about like three of them maybe. So, I I didn't do good this. I didn't do very well this year as far as this goes. Uh, best actor, Brendan Fraser. Nice to see him nominated for the Whale. Um, I do want to see that one. I, that one, um, I was excited for that one to come out. See, Brendan Fraser come back, um, start acting again. 
Austin Butler's Elvis, Colin Farrell in the Banshees of Inchirin, uh, Bill Nye in Living, uh, Paul Mescal in uh, After Sun. That's for Best Actor. Best Actress, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, Cate Blanchett in Tar, Ana de Armas in Blonde, Michelle Yu in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Andrea Risenborough in Two Leslie. So I'll just go over Best Picture, uh, Best Actress, and then Best Actor. Those are the only things I can think of. Um, I guess I should do some watching and catch up so I can know what might win. Because I can't, I can't make a guess. I have no idea. Um, a show I want to talk about that I've been uh, that I watched the first season was uh, Fleischman is in trouble. Um, the Fleischmans in uh, on, it's on Hulu. Stars Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, uh, Lizzie Kaplan is in it. Uh, basically, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Claire Danes are are married. Kind of goes through the whole relationship, how they met and stuff, and then uh, their children. Some ends in a divorce, um, and then just it's about being uh, middle aged and miserable. I don't know. I've been finding that really interesting lately, but um, it's actually really good. And I think the star of it is actually uh, Lizzie Kaplan, even though she's in a supporting role. She's um, she's amazing in it. Uh, so just watch the first season. Uh, I think it's all available on there, but um, very interesting. Very interesting show. It was good. And then I started watching The Last of Us. Um, I watched the first episode. You know, it's on HBO. It's based on a game. Uh, first episode felt very much like a game. Like the dialogue and stuff is just like I was watching someone play a video game. Um, I'm kind of over the zombie genre. But I, I want to try this one because we've been waiting for this one for a few years now. And um, it had a really big... Um, uh, viewing a lot of viewership on, on that first episode so I'll, I'll, I'll try it out for a few episodes i'm not super super into it so far because it's kind of you know you can like go to the bathroom take a dump and like write a, a zombie show script easily like i could i could write an entire season of walking dead like after i eat like taco bell or something like it's just so easy to do that and that's why they made like three different spinoffs. I think they're making a movie, another show, and I, it's just it's all the same thing to me. I have no idea, uh, but I'll, I'll watch it and I'll and I'll give you my honest opinion. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for this week's episode. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk uh, next week.